Hi guys, we're back. We are back. Welcome to the Kale Me podcast. We are on episode four. four. Wow, we made, we made it so far, guys. We made it this far. Thanks for still listening. In case you forgot, we're just two 20-something girls who don't know what the kale they're doing. But trying to figure it out anyways. So we just wanted to first start this podcast off and give some shout-outs where they are due. Um, our good friend Logan and sound technician is not only a very talented artist, but he and his friend Dalton have a awesome little show. Yeah, I can't even say little because it's great. it's a big deal. it's a big deal it's a big fucking deal. Um, but it's called Victory Lap, and they have their own YouTube channel, and the episodes are about I think like fifteen to twenty minutes long. Very relatable. Yes. It, they're really funny. It's goofy. It's kind of taking your regular everyday thing and then adding a little fun spin on it. They're yeah. two really funny guys. And you can follow them also on Instagram at Victory Lap Show. Um, and I'm sure they'd follow back maybe. Probably not. I That's don't know. That's okay. It's fine. You should follow them, follow along because they're doing good stuff. And talks of season two are in the works. Yes. So there was some sure. recording that had happened this weekend, potentially, Ooh. maybe. Actually, maybe not. But it was it was talked about. So there you go. Make sure to binge watch. I know I did. I did too. So binge watch before season two so you're ahead of the game. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we have a new logo. And that's yes. a huge shout out to Mike Mullaney. Um, he did that for us. Our graphic the, artist. Our graphic artist. Out of the kindness of his heart. Super talented. He also does um, animated videos and... He's a videographer. Photography. He pretty much, he's a musician also. You could find him on Spotify. Jack of all trades, if you will. Apple Music. Yes. So, shout out to him and his support. Um, we have great people in our lives who bring us all these great gifts. Yes. We're, we're really lucky. We're, <laughs> we don't, we're not we're worthy. Just, we're not worthy. We just talk. And yes. So, but, thank you to Mike. Thank you to Victory Lap. Thank you to everyone for supporting the podcast and listening, and we're just going to keep rolling. Yeah, we're going to jump into it. So we will just do a quick, it's been a while since we've talked to you guys, so Seagloss, what have you, what have you been up to? You had oh, a big weekend. Big weekend. I had a big weekend with with Sarah. Um, yes. If you're not from Chicago, um, we went to this Christmas-themed bar crawl, and if you're from Chicago, you're probably familiar with T-Box. Yes. It is like a billion it's like 40 bars i think it's supposed to originally be 12, 12 bars, bars of christmas, christmas. yes um, we've gone this is my second year but sarah's third, done it third, three third and final year i will yes. never do it again um no it's really fun we had a bunch of friends in town we did a nice breakfast pregame good sponsored food. by sarah ginter sponsored by me um no i enjoyed making all the food and it was super satisfying because i made like the right amount of food it was so good too there wasn't anything left over but everyone like and everyone loved it. It was really good. Thank you. I had fun. So that was, it was just fun being with friends. Um, some that I don't see too much and then some that I haven't seen in a while. Um, I had my best friend Kaylee in town. Always have a blast with her. So it was really, it was a good weekend. Um, I'm yes. ready to put that behind me though. So. Yes. It's definitely, um, I think the one thing we learned is we had a really great time hanging out at Sarah's place. Yes. And now that we're 24 and 25, yeah. <laughs> can't. We had so much fun the first year we did T-Box, and now we're just kind of like, okay, like, I'd rather just be with my friends, not waiting in line at a bar. Oh, yeah. Like, we could do it next year, just dress up, 
have some breakfast, drink. And stay inside. Stay inside, never leave, because we were honestly having a blast until 2 p.m. Yeah, so it was fun, but that's what we've been up to, just Christmas cheer, a lot of drinking. I can't believe that the holidays are actually based Upon on a week. I know. Monday, I know. Or was Monday? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I have to Christmas shop, so. Mm. Well, now this girl's going to be rolling in the <laughs> dough. Speaking of, a big announcement. Um, I am no longer unemployed. I have a job. I have accepted a job. I'll start in the new year. So I am so excited. It's going to be a cool opportunity. I'll be doing events for uh, an investment banking financial service company uh, in Chicago. So it sounds stuffy, but it's really not. The people were really cool. It was cool office, cool vibes. Um, it was one interview throughout the process I was super excited about, so I'm glad it worked out. But now I can no longer make jokes about being unemployed. That was my like go-to material for the past three months. So yeah, have to get creative. We have to, yeah. I know. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to have to like... Sarah's too average now. I'm going to have to boring. myself some other way. I don't know. But no, that's really exciting. As you've as you've heard, it was lots of highs and lows being unemployed. Yes. Um, I know I've joked about it on, I think, every episode so far. So you guys are finally going to get the background story today, in case you care. But uh, it actually is a pretty, pretty good story. Um so yes, I would have been unemployed the last three months and obviously I graduated from college in May of 2015. So I've been in the working world for a little bit and I had one job out of college that um, was an internship and then part-time and it was digital production company for college athletics and I really, really loved it, but it just wasn't turning into a full-time gig. So I landed in my most recent position um, kind of just situational. I needed to jump into something and never really loved it. And I worked there for over a year and there was a lot of ups and downs. I learned a lot. Um, but I definitely hit a breaking point. I would say the last about four months working there, um, I was pretty miserable and it just, it was really weighing on me pretty heavily. Um, and so I just, like, I remember I would always call my mom crying and just being so frustrated with the job and just kind of feeling lost and knowing that I needed to make a change. But um, an issue I have is staying in the same place for too long when I needed to move on. And so I was just scared to make a change. I, you know, I think we can all relate. I had to pay my bills. I had student loans. I have rent. I have other, you know, utilities and stuff like that. So as much as I was trying to find a new job or thinking about just quitting my job, I knew I also had responsibilities and I couldn't just do that. Um, so one day I actually had taken a long weekend visiting my friend Kaylee for her birthday and I was coming back into work on the Tuesday and I don't remember feeling so anxious. Like I, I had, you know, the Sunday scaries like everyone and probably the last like two months I worked there probably once two times a week I would be getting ready to go to bed the night before and I literally could not sleep like I just would have these like panic attacks the fact that I had to go into this job again um so I was just feeling so anxious this morning and the irony of it all is it was raining too so it's wet 
And I get into the office and my boss came in and he shut the door and I literally think I turned around and said, oh shit. Because I, <laughs> I knew exactly what was happening. Something just felt off um, and I was let go. I was let go. I was fired. Um, my friends are sweet. They're like, no, you were, you were let go. I'm like, well... Yeah. It was mutual, though. It was mutual. So um, the situation couldn't have gone any better. Um, although my boss and I didn't always see eye to eye, I have a lot of respect for how he handled the situation. He was so caring and just, like, considerate in the conversation and super genuine and just took the time. If anything, it was probably, like, a good, like, closure moment. It was – once he said that to me, I started – crying and I felt so much relief like it wasn't even tears of like oh fuck I mean I think initially I was like I just got fired but I felt like the weight of the world off my shoulders um and we left on really good terms and he um he was just like very respectful of me and making sure like it was just nice we just talked and he's like hey I know I know this doesn't sound ideal but me letting you go is going to be probably the best thing that could have happened for you and it just was like he, like I said, super genuine, um, and it, it definitely was what I needed. Um, I remember probably a few weeks before this, I was like hitting one of those points where I just couldn't do it anymore. And you know, like those situations where you slowly feel like you're losing yourself. Yes, and you're you're contemplating walking out. Yes, and like you, it's affecting all aspects of your life. Like the way I was acting towards my family, my friends, myself, like. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't right. It was horrible. Um, and I just remember this one conversation I had with my mom, and I'm, I think it was like the third breakdown I had that week. And I think it was only Wednesday. Like yeah. I, I had called her every day, and the poor woman, she's a saint. And my parents have been so just so supportive throughout everything. But um, I was calling. And I think I was like crying and I was yelling, and she was like, "Sarah, you are changing who you are and your character." And she's like, "As a person, you're becoming someone." I don't recognize and I don't like. And she basically said, you need to get your shit together and figure it out because the longer you stay there, the worse this is going to be. And that was like a huge wake up call for me. I'm like, damn, my mom just laid it out straight. You suck. Yeah. (laughs) She, I mean, honestly, and like, it may sound harsh, but she said it and just like, she knew I needed kind of a fire under my butt. And I mean, I then shortly after did get let go. But, um, yeah, these past three months, I, I will say, have been nice. Um, definitely a, a weird time because there was the stress of like money, making sure I paid the bills. And um, as much as that was stressful, it was um, kind of rewarding the fact that each month I made it work and made it happen, made enough money. Um, but I really took this time, um, like I said, my parents were super supportive and they just were telling me, take this time to be a little selective on what job you decide do some soul searching, figure out what you want to do. And they also just said, and make sure you enjoy this time. They're like, we'll know you'll work hard. We know you'll pay the bills. We know you'll like apply to jobs, do all that you need to do, but make sure you take this time to kind of like recharge, regroup. And I did, and it was really nice. I feel like I felt more like myself than I had in months and I was able to get, um, like my physical health had been suffering. So I was able to get that in check. My mental health was such shit, so I was really able to get that in check. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes from jobs that affects your daily life. Yes. 100%. It's, I mean, because you're spending so much of your time at this place doing this mm-hmm. thing, 
And I mean, I, I don't think there's a such thing as a perfect job. And I think it can be really hard to balance that. And like, I feel we feel this pressure that we need to totally like find the perfect job, like do what we're supposed to be doing for the rest of our lives now. Um, but I think there's so much more than that. I think if you're in a good environment, that's healthy. I got to a point in my last job where it wasn't a healthy environment. Like half the company would be bitching all the time. And so, you know, even though I would try to be positive, I couldn't because I'm surrounded by negativity. Um, so I think just like jobs are so much more than the work you do, but the people you're with, the mission, if you believe in it, like, I think it's also, if you feel like you're learning, like we were talking about what our moms say a little bit. And one thing that my mom has always said is even if you're hate what you're doing, like if you feel like you are getting like, don't do it necessarily for the company, but do it for you. If you yeah. feel if you don't like the job, you don't like the company, but if you're doing something that's gonna teach you a lesson or teach you something that you could apply towards something else, there's still value in that. Totally. But if or at least you could find the value in that. It's yeah. trying to, I guess, spin things to be positive. But if you really are just not seeing any value in what you're doing, you're anxious about it. I think the biggest yeah. thing is like that anxiety about going into work or even being at work. That's not healthy. And no. it's so easy to get anxious about little things. And I know I get anxious about little things all the time. And But if you can never let those things go, yeah, it's probably just not a good fit. Exactly. Um, and it, it wasn't. And I'm really, I'm grateful that I, I think my, my family was really funny. Like, so the day, I, the day I got fired though, I mean, I'm telling you, I get fired and my life took a 180. Like everything else outside of my work life was like on the up and up. Like it just was so crazy. My family was sending me articles about famous people that had been fired and now are super successful. Just like <laughs> there's videos. Some, there's and, some good ones. Like yeah. Tina Fey and um Did you see the one um the one Lisa Kudrow who plays um Phoebe and Oh yes She's amazing video. My yes they sent me that the video. <laughs> you guys should check it out. It's just like her I think she's a commencement speaker at some yes. university and she talks about how Seinfeld she didn't get the Frazier. 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 And then friends came about and now she is so amazing. much more successful. Yeah. yeah. She met her husband. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. A whole thing. I I cried probably watching <laughs> it, honestly. I know. I think I was like, yes. And then my family sent me all these gifts. Like, you can do it. And like, I believe you're you're awesome. Like, thanks. It's, it's the little things. It is <laughs> the little things. Like, having their support was everything. And my friends were all super supportive. Um, I had friends also that went through, like, they were in jobs that they just didn't like. And they... You know, it sounds so corny, but they were kind of, like, losing themselves. And so they made the jump, and they left. And, yeah, it's, like, a, it's a scary time. And my one friend, um, he gave me – I would kind of, like, text him a lot about it just because he had gone through it, and he was – he gives good advice, and he's always kind of, like, a sounding board for me. Um, but just something he said to me, he's like, Sarah, it's going to be really hard before it gets really good. He's like, just know that. But, like, you'll be fine because once it gets good, it's really good. But he's like, it's going to be hard. And – it's true. I mean, yeah. it's a process. Unless you're really, like, just going to jump onto anything you want. If you're not going to be select... If you're not trying to be super selective about it, yeah, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, sorry, if you're trying to be super selective, it's yeah. going to take a while. Yeah. I got two offers from different companies in the three months I was unemployed, but it didn't feel right. And the last time I took a job against my better judgment, or like, against my gut feeling, it didn't end well. <laughs> so, it's just, I know, mm-hmm. I know what feels right and what's... Yes. works and everything like that. And I think one big indicator, like at least from my job ap- applying experience, if they're like, if they're really pushing you to take the job, like 
immediately they're like, we need to know tomorrow. Yeah. Red flag. Or, yeah. And I think that, for instance, like when I originally applied for the, when I was looking for jobs, when I moved to Chicago, yeah. I got an offer and I, from one place and I was so excited. I was like the first like real job offer I yeah. got. And so I was basically accepted it kind of on the spot. Also just a little bit thrown off. Yeah. Also needed a job. So. Also, like, <laughs> it's always awkward when you, they give you an offer because you accept, but then it's like, wait, what's the offer? Yeah. Like, wait, what's <laughs> like, they want to extend an offer. I'm like, cool, accept. And they're like, you don't know what the offer is. I'm like, I didn't know there like was more to it. <laughs> You're like, er, skeet? Yeah. Skeet, skeet. Yeah. So, also, they really do a poor job, I think, giving advice in college about negotiating your salary so. or figuring out what you should be doing. Like, when they give you an offer, what should you be looking for? And I think a lot of that is because when you're new and you're on the job market, you are really willing to try and take anything because you just need to build up that resume. Mm-hmm. That next step, they're going to want three to seven billion years experience. Yeah. I have not seen a job that, even entry-level jobs that don't want two years or three years yeah. experience, which is ridiculous. Because how do you get that two years experience if you don't have a job? Yeah. Anyways. I will say at Ball State, we had a class about like internships and... Uh, it was just a like one credit hour class, but the professor there, she actually always pushed, was like, negotiate, 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 like, know your worth, and, I mean, at the time, we're like, okay, crazy, you know, like, yeah, we're gonna negotiate, like, duh, but having that, like, drilled into my head, it really helped me, um, like, in looking for a job, yeah. I will say, this time around, searching for a job was different than the first two, because... I was more confident in um, my skills, my abilities, my worth. Mm-hmm. So when I got one of the job offers back, I'm like, what you're offering me is actual bullshit. Like, I'm not even going to entertain this, you mm-hmm. know? And I think had that been a year ago, I would have been like, oh, cool, yes. Like, totally. good job. But now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Yeah. That's bullshit. And, and you feel like you don't want to, you put all this time and effort into it. You don't want to just reject it. But right. sometimes for the best. But in this specific situation they had offered me the job I accepted because they wanted to know within like a couple days and I something in my gut wasn't right and then I also then received the offer for my current job and I was like kind of weighing the two options and I was like something just didn't feel right about the one I accepted so I got some advice from some people that had actually worked in agencies and PR and stuff and they gave really good advice about also like yeah if they want you to like accept this immediately then they're kind of crazy yeah so i ended up i ended up you know this isn't probably the best thing to do but i ended up declining that job literally hours before i was supposed to start it but and accepted the other job which is the job i'm currently in and i learned a lot from that that you shouldn't that you shouldn't say yes automatically but i also think that it was just, like, it was one of those things where I was so, like, I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, well, I already accepted. I have to take this job. Yeah. And that's, I think, a huge part of why people stay in jobs, too, is they feel this guilt they or this indebted. The yeah, they feel indebted to it, which really, it's like, no, you need to do what's best for you. Yeah. For instance, like, I, even before this job, for before that, I had, I wouldn't necessarily call it a job, but it was right out of college. I was sort of volunteering for an organization. Okay. And I, it sounds really awesome on paper. 
Um, a lot of traveling, right? It was a lot of traveling. It sounded really cool. It was a lot of all over the world travel. Getting cultured. Yeah. Do it for the culture. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of like work required, like marketing skills and stuff. But when I got there and started doing it, it just wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. And there were people that really loved it, but I just felt like I couldn't really be myself. I had to, I was also with this job, you were living out of other people's homes, which was a great experience. And I met so many amazing people, but it's also so limiting because you feel like you're, it's not your home. You're, yeah, you're a house guest for yeah. a long ass time. And that's exhausting to not have a place of your own, like a little sanctuary. Like, totally. That totally weighs And I was, and, the girl I worked with was great, but I was also with her 24-7, and you need to not be with a person 24-7. Work-life balance. Exactly. Church so and state. one day, I, and in my head for a while, like, I was thinking, I can't do this anymore. This is horrible. Like, for my mental health. Like, I was actually physically ill just from always working, like, feeling anxiety and stress from, like, the situation. Yeah. You're basically always working, like, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, there were no real structured hours. And I just kept getting, like, really horrible headaches, feeling awful from it. And one day, I got this really, really horrible headache and, like, migraine. And I was like, I'm not doing anything I like. This fucking sucks. I'm done. I need to quit. And so I quit the next day. And that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I hate quitting and I hate giving up on something. And in my head, the reason why I wasn't quitting to begin with, I was like, this will be a great resume builder and I don't want to say I quit Mm -hmm. a job I'll never get a job if I quit right which is all bullshit like it's just bullshit that's not real those are things I'm telling myself well now you're in PR and you know how to spin that like no I I didn't quit (laughs) I didn't quit no but honestly it really was just not the best for me if you're feeling sick over something you aren't in love with it I'm not well I don't want to say in love because I don't know if anyone's really in love with their job. Exactly. exactly. But <laughs> if it doesn't feel like if if more of the days are bad than good, you need to reevaluate. If your mental health is suffering from your job, you should quit. It's, it's not worth it. It's if huge. you feel that relief after quitting, like so much relief, then that no weight off right your shoulders. Yes. And now I am in a job where I have worked with some of the most amazing people. Like I think that's one of the main reasons yeah. I like. My job, and I think the that's, environment's huge. Yeah, like, and your coworkers and culture and the workplace is huge. Yes, and you know, not every day is a walk in the park. I'm not no. going to pretend like it is because it's a job and there's work and there's things that happen. But right. I've been very lucky, and I'm glad I made the decision I did. Yeah. And, well, I get when you say like you don't want to feel like a quitter. Um, I think with my last job having been fired, I felt there was like. Mostly I felt relief, but then I did have these thoughts of like, whoa, like I, I didn't do it. Like I wasn't able to do this job. Like I wasn't, I'm not good enough. I don't even think that, but just like, why was I, cause you know, I still had some coworkers there that were there. I'm like, how what was are, wrong with me? What was wrong with me? And then once those thoughts creep in, I'm always like, Sarah, nope, back it up a minute. It just wasn't a fit. You're yeah. not going to be a fit at everything. You the way, like, the conversation was and leaving was good. What more do you want? Like, yes. you don't need to question it as a thing of the past. It was a good yes. experience. You learned a lot. You learned a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, I just feel like I'm armed with different skills. Um, and I am just have a different kind of understanding and, like, 
how the work world works. Um, that's a lot of work in one work sentence. Work world works. Um, it's, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people. Though. Oh, it's my God. so impossible. It's Well, it's like, yeah, I'm getting fired. My friend's getting promoted. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Awesome. But, I mean, that's, that's one thing I... Like just through this situation or other ones, and this is this could be a whole podcast episode in and of itself. But I think it's hugely important to learn how to be happy for people and their success when things maybe aren't going your way. Yes. So that's just like another thing I learned. Like, gotta be happy for people when they're doing well, and like if you're not, that's okay. You will one day. Exactly. It's one of those things. It's like okay, they're having their moment to shine. Like you'll have your moment to shine. Yeah. It's not like. Things are going to be horrible forever. There's ups right. and downs in life. I think that's the biggest thing you always need to contextualize and remember is because, yes, this is a shitty day or a shitty moment. Yeah. Doesn't mean tomorrow's going to be shitty too. Yeah. It might be, but it will eventually get better. Yeah. And I think you get so lost in, like, anything. You know, you have this one moment. It's super stressful, but it's going to pass. It's going to get easier with totally time. Time truly is the healer. It really is. I'm telling you, like, the past three months have been so serendipitous. Like, just the way certain things worked out. So, yeah, like, I get fired from my job. That same day, I get a call that they want, another company wants me in that week for an in-person interview. Wasn't the right company, and I wasn't, like, super jazzed about it, but just that was a sign, like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. This is meant to be. Also, the irony in this, if you guys remember Bob, throw back to that. I mean, I hadn't, like, dated or, like, even, done, like, shown, received attention from men or, like, given whatever in so long. So, I was so unhappy. Like, that was the last thing in my mind. Get fired that week. Bob resurfaces. Asked me out on a date. Which, that was funny and ironic because Bob is, like, Bob has a very good job. He's a few years older and he has, um, he has a... a graduate degree from an Ivy League school, and I was like, <laughs> fuck, I have to go on a date with this guy and tell him I just got laid off. I'm like, oh, this sucks. But you were happy, and finally you could show that you were happy. Yes, yes. I, like, said to someone, oh, I actually have a date this week. Like, that's, see, like, you're you're happy, and you're when you're being yourself and, like, true to who you are, that's when things happen. Like, that's when you're open to new experiences, new relationships. Um, and then just throughout the time, like, I've been able to spend a little extra time with my family um, just do like it's just it's just been nice like the the mm-hmm. things I've been able to do in this time off and especially like get kind of like physical mental health in check it's just been huge. Um, what advice would you give to someone? Because I have a few friends that are in graduate school programs, so they're longer term programs, and so a lot of them chose this lifestyle, this path, like three years ago, right out of college, right. What advice would you give to someone that's, like, on this five- to seven-year track and hates their life and does not want to continue, but they feel like they're so far in that they need to finish yeah. it? So if they feel like they're so far in and need to finish it, finish it, but just know that you're not, like, defined by your degree and you're not constricted by that by any means. So if you finish and you get this, like, regardless, you have a master's, you know what I mean, in whatever sector you chose so that's good higher education always looks good regardless of what it is I would say though so corny but life is too short I think I like to think I'm a good worker and I do have other bosses that have said like yeah you're great you're a really good worker um but I I definitely 
kind of just learned and some people are different. Some people are more career driven. For me, I don't want I don't want to live to work. Yes. Yeah. I want to You don't want to be defined by your work. I don't, don't want to be, be defined by your yes. job. So for those people, I'd say don't sweat it. I'd say we are still really young and I mean my parents are different. I look at my dad. He's had the same career, same career track for his however long he's been doing it, 30 plus years. I look at my mom and she has had so many different really great careers where she's done super well, but so different. Like once she was a school counselor, now she works with cancer survivors, totally different things, but Mm -hmm. she, she's always like found her way. The -hmm. job has always come to her. Like it's always worked out. So I will say, I think we need to not stress so much. And I think, I think there's, it's huge to have a career path and to do that, but if you get to a point where it's no longer serving you or doesn't feel right, it's never too late to start like start mm-hmm. over. And yeah, you may not have like certain experience, but just look for opportunities where mm-hmm. you can kind of like nudge into that other sector, right. that other industry. I think it's not a failure to quit. It's not it shouldn't yeah. be considered a failure. You need to do what's best for you. Yeah. And a lot of times the best thing is to quit. It's actually pretty pretty brave. And yeah. Oh thing. my God. Yeah. And then there's so much good that can come out of that. You could actually do something you're passionate about, or find something that you're passionate about. Yeah. I know so many people that are doing things that right now that they thought they were passionate about at the time, and it's not serving them anymore. Yeah. But there's other things that could serve them better. And so, this, I guess moral of this is don't be afraid of the unknown, those things that are scary. Yeah. The fear. And all those things that could potentially come with leaving a job or not knowing what the job will be, it's it's just, all it's more in your head than it actually yeah. is reality. You have to, at the end of the day, you just have to, like, do what's best for you and you're not competing against anyone else. So if that means, like, putting on your blinders and just getting shit done, working towards your goal, don't compare yourself to others. Just do what you have to do and you have to do what's best for you. Like, you... You have to look out for yourself. I know that sounds... Sarah and I are going to try our best to do this. We're giving all this advice as if we're perfect. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I I will say, like, having come off this last three months, um, I feel, like, accomplished in a way. Like, I learned a lot. It was tough. It was rewarding. It just was, like, such a good... I, I just am super grateful for the time I had. I feel spoiled for... My friends will joke and be like, yeah, cool, you just were fucking chilling for three months. Which is not the case. I was changing a lot of shit diapers. Um, but no, I just, like, I, I learned a lot, and I was kind of tested in different ways. But mm-hmm. I think once you, like, conquer a new challenge in life, it always feels good, and you're kind of, like, armed to yeah. handle whatever happens next. But I would just say don't be don't be discouraged. I think, like, I know there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. If that's the one thing we need to leave this with, yeah. don't lose that light. Don't blow out the candle. Don't compare yourself. And also, maybe if you're super miserable looking to make a change, start a side hustle. That's like the most millennial thing I could say. But start <laughs> podcast. podcast. Start, start like a passion project and channel the energy into that. And then, you know, maybe like you can network or build build a network within that like passion of yours and it could lead to something. So totally. just... You know, use different we're, outlets. We're in a world where really you can do almost anything you want. You There's really people can. that get paid 
to review toys online, and they're like six years old. There's, yeah, eleven million dollars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wish I thought of it first. I know. But we're gonna quit this to go review toys. Yeah, we're so. done. We're gonna start a YouTube channel. Tune in. Um, but I will say, like in closing, I mean, I know we talk about like advice from our moms, and we've said it. I've you know spewed advice throughout this whole episode because she gives me all of my advice. She's like the smartest woman in the world. I swear of course, to God. they're the best. I know. Like, the fact that I might be one one day, shit, I'm not equipped for that. Um, but one thing she said that's always stuck with me is just whatever you do. Do it to the best of your ability and then be, be the best you can. So she's like, Sarah, if you want to be a bartender, cool. But make sure you're the best bartender you can be. If you want to be a babysitter, good for you. Make sure you're the best babysitter you want to be. If you want to be a CMO, make sure you kill it. Just no matter what you do. <laughs> Basically, don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, just put forth your best effort. Yes. Like, that's all you be can do. Be the best do. you can do. Yeah. Do the best you can do. If you make a mistake, it happens. And if you're not loving it... Move on. Move on. As easy as that. It's so easy. You all can do it. <laughs> you all, we believe you can. I know we do make it sound easy. Now I know at the end of the day you have to pay bills. But honestly, just like trust that things will work out the way they're supposed to. And just put out positive vibes into the universe. We'll put them out for you. We'll put them out for you to get you started. But you're not stuck. You're not a tree. You can walk and move and change whatever you want. So if anyone has any career stories or career advice, we'd love to talk about them. Yes. You can send them to our email at kailmepodcast at gmail.com. We love stories. We like good things. And if you need any advice, we're happy to chat about it. So yeah. hit us up. All right. Bye.